Welcome to the Burgundy Blues podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we continue our journey to obtain the coveted Burgundy jacket. I am Mackenzie Smith, joined tonight by Colton Sullivan and Jordan Bell. Week five in the books. How are you guys doing tonight? Ah, man, uh, not as bad as some, but it's still pretty bad, yeah. I'm turning still over a new bad. leaf, and I'm, I'm living a sober lifestyle. No beers this week. We're finally not 0-4. We, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> no beers you this week, it. just a vanilla Pepsi. I'm, I'm calling it a calling it a new, a new oh, day. Vanilla Pepsi, isn't that nice? Is that refreshing? Is it, it is quite refreshing. This ad refreshing... is not sponsored by Vanilla Pepsi either. <laughs> refreshing taste of victory there. Though if they would love to sponsor me, I would gladly take it. Yeah, you had a you had a killer week, man. You you came out of came out of the gates. Yeah, Colton's team definitely smashed mine to pieces. <laughs> uh, and you know, like the <laughs> I first forgot thing, you guys played each other. <laughs> and it, it's one of these things, you know. If you look at your team at three o'clock and you've got thirty points, that's not good. Now, granted, my team was a little bit different this week, um, but I was looking. I was like, you know, Mike Evans with a goose egg, a couple of other goose eggs, and it just didn't really get a whole lot better. And then. Will Fuller happened, and that was it, dude. Sailed away. Hey, man, Will Will Fuller may have happened, but I'd be lying to you if I was not in the slightest bit concerned about Aaron Jones. Because I, I felt like they were like, hey, he's already got four touchdowns. Let's just go ahead and make it five or six. And, man, I was, you know, I was happy I, about it. Man, that was one heck of a performance. That was crazy. And, you know, like – at the time, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to catch up to you," but it's still fun to watch. Yeah, it's like just keep oh, it, on, it, man. It, 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 you, you reeled in a lot of that big lead that I had on Monday night. It was that that was that was just an insane game, or not Monday night, Sunday night, I guess. And the Cowboys lost, so it was awesome. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it was a and great even, time. Even with the Cowboys losing, I was sorely disappointed in the first three and a half quarters that I saw from Dak. And then it was just like out of nowhere they decided, you know, hey, let's actually not throw interceptions and let's throw some complete passes. And I benefited, and it was Michael Gallup. I feel like uh, Dak and Lamar both started off like red hot, and now they're kind of coming back down to earth. And it was like, oh, okay. They rip off the mask. Like, okay, so you still are sort of mediocre. Okay, we yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> it's a great time for everybody when the Cowboys lose. <clears throat> Everybody except for Luke. Too bad. Uh, no trades this week. Not a lot of not a lot of stuff going on. Um, coming out of week five into week six, it's been kind of quiet around the league. Um, slow waiver wire week. Not really anybody of note to talk about. Um, I did like. Hang on. There was one pickup that got me. And it was Diggins picking up Chase Edmonds for $11. I wasn't willing to pay any money for him this week, but uh, that's a great pickup because David Johnson might be out. Mm-hmm. And if he is out, up against Atlanta, Good spot. Uh, if Chase Edmonds is the guy, then give me some of that. I yeah. want you in, yeah. Any offensive player that has a potential to score a touchdown going up against Atlanta's defense – by all means, I, I, as the beneficiary of it in week five, by all means, play them. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. So I'm trying not to spend any money for the next couple of weeks because I'm – Yeah, you're, you're down to in, what, like 90? I've got like 78 right now. Ooh, uh, yeah, and honestly, the money that I spent has not really, not really given me any benefit. I spent a ton on – Adrian Peterson after because I was low on running backs in like week two and uh, needed a good running back there. So it's been like <clears throat> it's been like thirty five on him, and then my fifty three on uh Galman. Well which, you got a really good one week rental for him for him. Right, that and that was my only loss of the year so far. So the fifty three dollars uh, he got me a lot of points. He made my team look a little bit better, 
but um, who just scored that touchdown right Sorry. now? Is that James White? Nope. No, my James. God, dude. Are you kidding me? They look the same, man. They do. <laughs> Why would they do it? Uh, that's not good. Um, yeah, so I didn't get hardly anything off of like $100 that I've spent so far. But so you gotta, I guess that's just how it goes. But you kind of play AP this week, right? Oh, I am for sure. I'm pretty confident yeah. in him this week. I mean, there, there was the, I, I don't know, I'm sure you did see it too, the thing that, uh, isn't it Callahan, the guy that's like the interim coach now for the Redskins? Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. Something like I, I, I'm probably screwing up his name, but there was a deal that I saw came across Sleeper today, and it said that uh, he, the, the coach had commented on uh, Adrian Peterson not having a rhythm uh, through the first five weeks of the season, and he was wanting to at least get him in the game more to try and establish a run game and, and get Adrian Peterson back in a rhythm of running the ball. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure that we'll – Go with, ahead, with, with the finisher. place where that offense is at right now, that's that's what they have to do. I mean, they've <laughs> they've got to get back to the basics Something. because this yeah, going anything. out and just slinging the ball around and and trying three different quarterbacks is not going to cut it. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about AP later during matchup of the <clears> week <throat> stuff. But uh, yeah, kind of slow right now. Everybody's settling in. Um, no trades happening, but <clears throat> let's get in to our boneheaded move of the week. Boy, have you lost your mind cuz I'll help you find it. All right. So, we're going to we're going to help you find it. Uh this week, boneheaded move of the week goes to Austin Diggins. And I'm going to let Colton take the horn on this one and uh reel this one in. All right. Diggins, I want to start out by saying this. You're a highly respected friend. And I and I and I mean nothing nothing personal by this but this is like a door in the a door in the face type type yeah. thing like, <laughs> this this is this is an we're, intervention this we're gonna is let us you in trying to, this, this come is, on in this is us trying to help you we're welcoming you in to this talk and we're trying to make a productive experience out of this through the first five weeks of this oh so crazy nfl season i'm pretty sure you have played David Montgomery in your starting lineup all five times. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> that's 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 all that I gotta say about it. Hey, is is he a, is he a good running back? Yes. Could he be an even better running back? A thousand percent. Is he going to be that guy this year? I have no idea. But with where you took him at in the draft, I understand why you want to start him but buddy you got to look around and find somebody else that can get you some production he had one good week and that was in week two and that was still only 12 and a half points come on man you got this don't turn in your team yet don't turn the lights off and don't go home but don't be a bonehead that's all so, I have to say. <laughs> don't be a bonehead. Well, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm on. I wanted you to do that because I'm on digging side with this week. Um, you had I to, man. The definitely would have played uh, David Montgomery over Josh Jacobs. Um, I have a lot of stock in Josh in uh, David Montgomery. Uh, he was a big guy that I wanted at the start of the year. Big uh, preseason crush there, and uh, was targeting him. You know, everybody knew that. And he's had a very mediocre season, um, you know, that, that he hasn't been getting very many uh, receptions. You know, he yes. gets about, about very, one or two a game. He, he has had, I'm, I've got it pulled up right now, he has had five, eight, nine receptions total this season. Nine receptions in five weeks. Yeah. So not a lot there. The only um, weeks that he has gotten, in my opinion, RB1 usage was week two against Denver. He had 18 touches for 62 yards, 3.4 yard average. And then against Minnesota, 21 for 53, 2.5 yard average. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know if it's him, but I, I don't trust him. If, if he was on my team, I would I would consider him – 
flex and not RB1. I think maybe, like, given, like, the Bears, the way they can scheme things, if they can figure him out and get him in the right kind of scenarios to play, I think he'll be fine. But it seems like they just, I don't know, like you said, I don't know if it's him or the way they're using him, but something's not adding up. I mean, he's like this year's Royce Freeman, the way the stats line up. It's like, come on, just give me something. But then there's Tariq Cohen in the mix. Then there's just, I, I don't, I really don't know what the Bears are doing. Cause I, th- I thought they were, I thought they had it pretty well figured out last year. But now I, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's like they, they added someone else to the mix after they got rid of Jordan Howard. Cause you know, you, you had this same muddied up confusion last year. You had Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen last year. So you get rid of Jordan Howard and then you bring in another Jordan Howard type running back that has a little bit more pass catching upside. Right. And you have the same muddy confusion going on. It's weird, man. I mean, like, granted, yeah, like you said, this this week I would have played him a hundred times over a hundred times. Like, it's the Raiders, it's London, weird stuff happens in London, you know. And to that effect, it, it happened. Raiders yeah, some weird Bears, stuff did man. happen in London. Josh and, Jacobs, you know, like, I, homecoming. Boom. I, I know I originally, before we started this podcast, I said that I would prefer Josh Jacobs over David Montgomery. And to a sense, I still kind of do whenever you look at their averages. But David Montgomery is another one of those guys that going up against the good defenses, like he did in Minnesota, it was pretty terrible. But, you know. So, speaking of, here's why I want David Montgomery on my team. Week 12, New York Giants. Week 13, which look at what the, you know, look at what the run game in New England is doing right now to the Giants. Uh, Week 13, Detroit. Week 14, Dallas. Look what just happened to them. Aaron Jones ran all over the place. Week 15, Green Bay. Week 16, Kansas City. That's prime time fantasy stuff right there. Yeah. And uh I would love to have him during that time. Yeah, that's that that is that's a great point to make. I mean, whenever our playoffs are coming around, he could be a very I mean that he he could be a game decider uh, in those last three or four weeks. But Yeah. Uh, it, it it all depends on how that offense views him by the time it gets to that point. Right. I do think that you need to, I think that if it were me personally, I probably would have tried to find a way to put Josh Jacobs into my lineup. Um, But over, like if we're just talking over David Montgomery, it would have been David Montgomery for me. Oh yeah. Well, the bears, I mean, they were just completely, I mean, like the Vikings. I mean, they completely shut them down almost the entire time. Like, I would have played Josh Jacobs over with Sean McCoy. Okay, that's exactly what I was fixing to ask. That, okay, you just answered my question. Because I, I for sure would have put Josh Jacobs in over with Sean McCoy. I agree, 1,000%. So, uh, that's easy to say now looking at numbers, but I I think that uh, I do think that I probably would have made that decision with just less guys in the backfield, you know, and less uh, questions. Yeah, because, I mean, Backfield, you've either got um, – and, and granted, there is change of pace series. So if it's, if it's not going to be Josh Jacobs, if they change pace with DeAndre Washington, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. But other than that, maybe in like third and longs, it's going to be uh, Jalen Richard. But for the most most part, I mean, it's Josh Jacobs' backfield pretty much. So, I mean – and the Raiders, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know – like if you think about me, I mean, you're like a you know dumpster team this year, but they're three and two, and they've and you know the first week against Denver, Denver's not that great anymore, defensively, but I mean they beat the Colts and the Colts just beat the Chiefs, and then right. they just beat the Bears. And that was a very strange game. Yeah, so I mean it, I mean so I mean they're not as bad as some of these other teams, so I mean. Now, granted, I mean, they still got plenty of time to turn into a dumpster fire. But um, yeah. so far, they're not the Jets. I, I think so. I think the Raiders <laughs> as a whole are elevating their I, – I guess elevating their play 
I, and I, I, don't, I don't know how long they can keep up the pace that, that they're going at. But I feel like that team as a whole is trying to prove that they did not need Antonio Brown. Right, right. They've kind of got. They're, I think they're kind of over it at this point. They're tired of talking about it, but they you still know, have a chip on their shoulder. They're like, "All right, we're still going to do this with our guys." They're not flashy, like yeah, you know. You've, Tyra you've, Williams, you've got a bunch not. of receivers that are not household names. No, on, they just got Zay team. Jones, Darren Waller. I mean, it was a no name before Hard Knocks came out. Like he's been in the NFL for like three or four years, but there's no way anyone knew who he was. Yeah. But this year, I mean, he's like a top ten tight end every week. Oh, uh, more than that. Yeah, he's, he's been like top three. So they're they're making it happen. I mean, like one of their biggest disappointments was uh, week one they lost Jonathan Abram, and you know, prior to him going out, I mean, he made like a lot of stops. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I'll, I also will say this: that this this is worth noting, just to to kind of re- reassure Diggins that I'm not you know singling him out here. Like I'm, he he makes bad decisions. He did have Saquon Barkley hurt. So, have I still seen David Montgomery in his lineup with Dalvin Cook and Barkley? Yes. Uh, This is just like a solely singling out David Montgomery and trying to, me trying to enforce my opinion on him that he needs to move him elsewhere. Because Diggins has three great running backs. Two really good running backs. One that I think is could be great given the right circumstance, and that's Jacobs. But <clears throat> Dalvin Cook and Barkley combined should get him all the running back usage that he would ever need. Oh, definitely, man. And and that's that's apparent on on the wins that he's gotten already. You know, and it's it's not like he lost this week either. I mean, he scored one hundred and seventy-two point five. Right. Yeah. So he's fine. You're fine, but you're a bonehead this week. So, uh, all right, moving on. Um, let's check in with Scary Harry. Let's see how he's doing. Uh, back from Trinidad. Back from Trinidad, man. Let's uh, let's let's see what's up with this guy. I think we got him on the phone here. I know you miss me, and I'm back. Scary Harry, feeling good, feeling well. Spent a couple weeks down in Trinidad. Sitting on the beach, drinking margaritas, looking at sexy senoritas. <laughs> but I'm back today, and we're going to talk about fantasy football for five short and sweet minutes. Welcome to 300 Seconds. My matchup went up against Forrest. I took the W, 114-109. to 109. Let's look at the scoreboards here. Adam Thielen on my side. Came out strong. All you got to do is bitch that you ain't getting thrown the ball, and they'll throw you the ball. <laughs> 28 and a half points. Seven receptions. 130 yards. Two touchdowns. The other high score on my team was Chris Carson. Luckily, he hauled out to that ball. Why don't you just fumble it around some more? Just make the god catch. 118 yards and receiving touchdown. Forced the side of the ball. Todd Gurley was 16 and a half. Two touchdowns, but only 51 yards. Godwin, 27 and a half points, seven receptions, 125 yards, two TDs. It came down to Jarvis Landry on Monday night. He managed to squeak out nine points, all of which I think were in the first quarter. God, Baker Mayfield sucks. There's a take for you. Let's look at another matchup. Colton Sullivan, he's going to head back in now. Got his first win. Over Jordan Bell, 157.5 to 113.5. Let's look here. Aaron Jones with 44.5 points, and that's pretty much all that was happening on Jordan's side of the ball. Jared Goff got him 17, and Marlon Mack with 15.5. But let's look at Colton. Dak Prescott with 22. Will Fuller, are you f***ing sh- me 46 <laughs> points 217 yards and three touchdowns <laughs> insane Gallup got him 20 as well 113 yards and a touchdown looking at the next matchup Jordan Clark versus Logan Logan struggling mightily one in four Jordan Clark 160 and a half Logan 133 
Look at on McKenzie's side of the ball. Lord and Savior with 23 points. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, 44 points, 176 yards, three total touchdowns. Mixon picked up 10 and a half. Cooper Cup, 21 and a half. And the fucking New England defense continues to give you points. 15 of them. Look at it, Logan, the side of the ball. Not a bad day. Russell Wilson with 29. Johnson, 16 and a half. Le'Veon Bell, 11 and a half. Deechark Jr., 32 points, 164 yards, two touchdowns. Logan has had a bad go at it this year. He plays the wrong motherfucker every week, and you're going to be looking at that bad motherfucker week nine, Logan. Hang on for it. <laughs> Luke versus McKenzie. This one was the pillow fight match of the week. Besides being Forrest, I would say. McKenzie 117 and a half. Luke 97 and a half. McKenzie side of the ball. Freeman with 15 and a half. Hopkins with 11 and a half. Sonny Michelle with 19 and a half. No points from Sammy Watkins. Only a point from Galman. His head hut. <laughs> looking at Luke. Patrick Mahomes with 17. Looking very human in fantasy. Melvin Gordon only came in with five. It'll be interesting to see if his production goes up. Not a lot going on either side. Brita. 25 and a half points on the bench for McKenzie. The final matchup, Antoine versus Diggins. This was a close, close game, and it was a shootout. 172 and a half for Diggins, 162 and a half for Antoine. Let's look here. Robinson with 24 and a half. D. Montgomery with nine and a half, and Dalvin Cook with 22. And Boyd with 23, 123 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good showing, not to mention the Eagles defense netted 35 points. What the f***? Antoine <laughs> side of the ball. Matt Ryan, 31. Ezekiel Elliott, 15. Littered, the machine, Fournette, 20. Amari Cooper, 33 and a half. These teams both went off, but Diggins was able to edge out. That's been 300 seconds. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm happy you're here with me. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, if you don't love fantasy, then f*** you. <laughs> oh, scary, Harry. Scary we appreciate it. back, and he's as scary as ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate it, man. You're, you're welcome. Uh, I can't ooh, believe that Scary Harry did not get wound up on Deshaun Watson getting 41 points for you, McKenzie. Yeah, you didn't that say was a word a major about that. Oversight that should have been mentioned. Well, just a little bit there, but he also thought I was Jordan for a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I don't... <laughs> he even he, he said Jordan Clark, and then he said the Lord and Savior on McKenzie's team. Scary Harry still hadn't re- he hadn't recouped from all them senoritas and margaritas. He's yeah. probably still a little hungover. All the senoritas and margaritas. He, he probably smoked a whole six pack of Cubans and. Drink 12 <laughs> gallons of margaritas in Trinidad. He probably smoked some catnip a uh, mile high in the airplane on the way back. <laughs> He's still feeling it. Boy, it's good to have uh, him back. It's good to have the recap the way it should be. Well, let's get into some more analytical, very mediocre fantasy talk. Uh, let's talk about week five matchup between Hayden himself and Forrest. Hayden 114, Farce 109. Uh, he's right. I mean, Adam Thielen, apparently all you got to do is just be a squeaky wheel. Get the and grease. You will get the grease. Coming out on top, man. I mean, this has been a concern for all of us, really, the past couple weeks is just what's going on here and, like, what, uh, you know, are you going to – what are you going to do about it? And yeah. so – Yeah, you've, uh, you've, you've got – I think Stephon Diggs is a great wide receiver, but you know you kind of question what his what his motives are on on whether he's stuck with that team or not. But you know, Thielen, is he someone that you can just sit on the bench now? Like, is that what you should do? I don't know, man. Stephon well, I mean, Diggs, his his name has fallen greatly, in my opinion. But I I still I still think Adam Thielen's great. I wish I would not have had to trade him to Hayden to get Nick Chubb. But you know, oh yeah, you I, did have him. I I had no faith in James Conner, and I really wanted Nick Chubb, so I made it happen. It's just weird. Uh, offense has changed so much in the past couple of years. Like two years ago, uh, every week it was if you had Thielen, you're playing him. Diggs, you're playing him. Yeah. If you had Kyle Rudolph, it was, it was almost like him. like both of them got hundred yard games almost yeah. every week. 
Yeah, it's like if you have them on your team, unless they're on buy or unless they are like in the hospital, you've got to put them in your lineup, even if they're like super banged up, because they're going to catch some balls. Now, I guess I guess Dalvin Cook has just been so good and they're so run heavy. They they've got to like refigure it out. Yeah. Different quarterback too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kirk Case Cousins. Keenum, which I mean, you know, it's Case Keenum versus Kirk Cousins, and I think those two are like identical twins as far yeah. as. Yeah, I think Case Keenum is a better quarterback. And that's bad. Stat wise, you're you're. I mean, I'm not going to argue it with you. Stat wise, he, <laughs> I, I think he is. Uh, it's you know. Well, it's kind of weird because there were, I mean, there were several four or five thousand yard passing seasons with Case Keenum on the Vikings. It's kind of weird because like he's been in the NFL for so long, but he's always been the starting quarterback. Like the Rams, he was a mm-hmm. starting quarterback for like I mean, so he's not just like sitting there on the depth chart. Everywhere he's been, he started. Yeah. So he must be doing something right at some point. In time. Right. With quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you, I mean, you look at his stats and you look at last week and you're like, oh, he got 23 points. Well, one of those touchdowns was like ultimate garbage time. Yeah. Uh, so that's padded there quite a bit. That was that um, was somebody on the sidelines that called that play, and they're like, "Man, my fantasy team is not doing dick yeah, this week. Come we, on. we need a Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown." He really wanted me to lose against <laughs> uh, against Hayden, but uh, no, this week still concerning concerning game. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's I don't know. I don't know what's up with Lamar. I don't know if it was the Ravens kind of coming back down to earth or if Pittsburgh's defense is kind of starting to make a rebuild. Because it, it, it seems like ever since Shazier got injured, that defense has kind of had like a hole in the middle of it. Like a Swiss cheese hole. And I don't necessarily know if Minka Fitzpatrick was their answer for losing Shazier because he was such a good defensive player. But I watched that whole game with the Steelers fanatic himself sitting right beside me on the couch in his living room. And it was actually an impressive defensive game. Yeah. I, I was, I would have not been, you know, I, I, I had nothing to really hate on the Steelers defense on that one. They, they held everything about the Ravens for the most part in check. The Ravens just came away with a win by a field goal in overtime. <clears throat> So. Crazy. Bars got Kyler Murray on his bench pretty much every week, uh, and I think it's time to start Kyler Murray. I think that Kyler Murray uh, is getting it figured out. He's um, I don't know if he's getting week. it figured out, but he's making something work, and that's what's important. Yeah, if he, if he was on my team, I'd start him this week. Obviously, not over my own lineup, but. Uh, Right. If, if, like he, if he was, if he was who you Air, had, like if, if you had a quarterback on a buy and you managed to snag Kyler a couple of weeks ago, and you just needed to deploy him this week, I, th- I think he would be a good start this week. Honestly, uh, I agree with that. So, is it just right. me, or is there like two or three different people that are like hoarding three quarterbacks on their team? It's pretty bad. Why are we doing this, guys? <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do whenever the Cowboys have a bye because Dak has just kind of been my set and forget, even even through the interceptions. I'm still well, not concerned like, with him. You can like for me, I'm I'm streaming like Jared Goff, who's basically like a little bit, maybe a little bit slightly slightly better version of uh, Blake Bortles. But you know he gets it done. But I'm not going to be holding. Hey, on Blake to Bortles is the backup now. Yes, I mean he's. Boy, could you? He imagine? gets it honestly. Full circle. Yeah, Full for circle. real. Uh, so I mean, you've got you've got guys like Jay Clark, and he's got Aaron Rodgers on his bench. You can't drop Aaron Rodgers. No, you can't trade for Aaron Rodgers. Right, he's and just his stuck makes with sense. Him. He's got Tom Brady yeah. and Aaron Rodgers, but he's not got like three like eh quarterbacks. I mean, you know, like I, I know exactly where Jay Bill's going with this. Forrest has got three potential week in and week out starting quarterbacks. Winston somehow manages to pull something together usually with Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Phillip Rivers, you know, whatever, whoever he throws to, he throws to. Um, and Kyler Murray, you know, he's the rushing touchdown threat. Not quite as much as Lamar Jackson, but, you know, the little dude's quick. He may be four foot nine, but he's fast. <laughs> Antoine's got three on his team, too. He's got Josh Allen. It's like, dude, why? And Jacoby Brissett. 
Now, last I think week Antoine I would have, picked I would have up played Jacoby Brissett because Matthew Barry said it would be a good idea in one of those thirty-second long videos. Oh well, we've always got to listen to Matthew Barry. Yeah, everything he's Matthew on the ESPN Barry says fantasy he's got to be, be signed in the law. Matthew Barry, just by everything, Redskins suck. They're my favorite team. Free Aaron Jones. <laughs> Start Jacoby Brissett. Top five quarterback this week, week five. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Come scream at me more, Matt. Please. And Field Yates is like, all right, can we please talk about something else other than the shitty Redskins? Please. <laughs> God, please. Can we not Let talk about the Redskins or the Browns? Ugh. Let them die. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we get into – we talked, you guys talked about a little bit at the top of the show, but you guys had a matchup this week. Colton came away 157.5. Uh, J-Bell, 113.5. So uh, Will Fuller is the man. Welcome to Welcome back. Welcome to football. Will Fuller was literally minutes away from being dropped. Minutes away well, yeah. from being dropped. It was it was crazy because I think I, I checked fantasy app maybe like twelve thirty or something. I was like, all right, how are we starting off? And I I want to say like two or three of your guys already had touchdowns by this point, and I was like, okay. I thought you were supposed to be dropping Will Fuller. What what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. He's on the waiver I, I, wire. He's on your team. Seriously, I I was I was just ready to drop him and just move away from it because I I didn't think he was ever going to be more than a seven point seven projection or a seven point five projection or a seven point projection. You know, because that seems like that's all it's been, and I'm sure it had a lot to do with the Falcons, but you know. Because even DeAndre Hopkins had a good day. It wasn't a 46-point day, but he had a good day as far as wide receivers go. Uh, but <coughs> I, I just I had a I had a rough night out on the town in Fayetteville Saturday night, and I, I didn't get around to dropping Fuller Sunday morning. And I went ahead and just left him in the lineup and said, "Forget about it. If I lose, I lose. I go 0 and 5. It is what it is." And I, I remember one point. Uh, Sometime in like the first quarter, first whatever. It was sometime in the first quarter. I checked it and he had three and a half points. And I'm like, all right, way to go, Will Fuller. Bringing it in for your team. You've already got half of what what you're going to get for this game. Good job. And then it was like I checked it again. And the little ticker on the bottom of the TV was like, Will Fuller, touchdown. I'm like, yeah. And then it said it again. And I'm like, no, they just replayed the same thing. Nope. Nope. Another touchdown. And then another one happened. And then they continued to throw the ball to him. <clears throat> you know, sometimes, Colton, you just make good mistakes. Things just it, get better. This, this week was a good mistake. <laughs> and the, the one that was not a mistake, I totally forgot who I even dropped to get him. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. I dropped Hawkinson, and Jordan scooped him up like he was a hot turd, just ready to pick him up. Not Jordan Bell, Jordan Clark. I would say, I was like, nah, it wasn't me. Not me <laughs> In what situation – would you need to scoop up a hot turd? I mean, if it was going to burn my house down, I would set up a hot turd or <laughs> pick up a hot turd. And I felt like TJ Hawkinson was about to burn my house down. Well, I guess it's so better than I like threw a my hot turd. turd out the window. Jordan picked it up because it went into his window. Well, well, uh, like, let's say I, you've I, got. I dropped got... him because he was on by with a potential concussion and all this other, you know, whatever. It's nothing close to what he's not ever going to do what he did week one. And I picked up Muhammad Sanu. Because I'm like, eh, you know, Houston doesn't have that great of a defense. Surely, if they're going to shadow anybody, it's going to be Julio because he is literally the man. And Sanu managed to squeak away with another touchdown this week, and he got me 12 and a half. So that was my good pickup for Sunday morning. It worked out, man. I think Sanu's a good play this week, too. <clears throat> yeah, he's 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 still in the lineup this week. Yeah. yeah uh, so is Will Fuller. He is, he is not on the waivers. <laughs> Will Fuller is not on the waivers. Maybe you week. just scared him. Like you just yeah, you let I mean, him know, you know that it was. Maybe maybe he actually felt threatened. Maybe he was, you know, like, man, you know, this this dude, this dude that lives in Arkansas, man, you know, he's he's been he's been relying on me and I've just not been doing it for him. And because of that, you know, his team's 0-4 and, and I feel horrible about it. Maybe that was what he said. Maybe he had like a little little, little come to Colton meeting. I don't know. We'll come to Colton meeting, yeah, him oh, and God. yeah. Uh, well, I, don't, I wish that he would share. Like, can you just learn to share a little bit with uh, Hopkins and maybe 
I don't even start with sharing with Hopkins. You've had four good weeks out of Hopkins. Compared, <laughs> compared to Will Fuller, you've had four good weeks out of Hopkins. I don't want to hear it. I, I don't know what you'd say is a good week. Let's see. Let, let's let's just let's take a gander. Is he your first five overall? for forty? He he's had a he's had two touchdowns in the first two weeks and nothing else after that. So okay, well, Will Fuller yeah, well, now has more touchdowns than him. Yeah, because he scored three of them in one game. That's his only three <laughs> touchdowns on the whole season. Was in so I just like for him to share a little bit. He like had just, seven points in week one, six in week two, seven and a half in week three, three and a half in week four against Carolina, 46 against Atlanta. He has 70 points total on the season, and 46 of it came from one game. He okay, shares well, just fine with the Andre Hopkins. Well, so, McKenzie, who's your first, second, and third pick? Hopkins, OBJ, uh, Freeman. How are you four and one? How does that work? <laughs> How does that work? That's insane. Hopkins, Hopkins, OBJ, Freeman, Robert Woods, Sony Michelle. That's my first five picks. Because I'm thinking like, okay, all them combined. I'm thinking like CMC has more than all those guys combined in like a game. Oh, for sure. Is Jordan three and two? What is he? Or is his is his record better? Than I'm thinking. Uh. Jordan like, Clark? Yeah. He's four he's four and one. We have okay. the same record. For some reason I thought his his was lower. But I was like, God, yeah. I mean like I think he might have lost the first week. I'm not hundred percent sure. But yeah, he's been on fire. Whew. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. Golden's ahead. team, man. I mean, they overall, I mean, he he had some lower spots, like Mark Andrews, you know, did a little bit lower. Joey Slide missed those two field goals. Everywhere else, <laughs> I mean, he looked good though. Yeah. The the one kicker that I thought was like my shining light that's that's done pretty good the last couple weeks gets me two points. The and, sly guy. The sly guy. And then and on my team there man, there's really wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean those three zeros hurt for sure. But everyone yeah. else was just kinda eh. Mike Evans. A yeah, big I, surprise. I think had had you not gotten three zeros, this this game would have if if you had any type of point production, you know, relative to like an average out of those three guys, with Aaron Jones's performance Sunday night, I, I I would have been, I would have been shitting out hot turds because I would be so worried. Oh, well, they're oh. better than cold turds. So like many TJ Hawkinsons. <laughs> so many TJ Hawkinson jokes. Just all the Hawkinsons everywhere. I'd rather have uh, a hot turd and a cold turd. Like TJ Hawkinson is like a hot turd, you know. He could potentially go off, but then you got Vernon Davis, who's going to screw you every time you pick him up. <laughs> or OJ Howard that time. catches more. Yes. Uh, yeah. Than like Cameron Brait. You're like, okay, so OJ Howard's like out this week. I'm going to pick up Cameron Brait. He gets you like negative one or something like that. <laughs> There's just those tight ends that will just screw you, dude. Yeah. Cold turds for sure. All right. Moving on to. Uh, Jay Clark, who we talked about a little bit, and Logan. So 133 to 160, big points on both sides of the ball. Uh, Logan with DJ Shark. Uh, I'm wondering, so is it is it DJ Shark and uh, Gardner Minshew that have like their special little bond? Yeah, they got is they got it? something going on there, man. Uh, I would I would definitely say that they do. So. There's, there's a connection there between those two. With D.D. Westbrook now like 100% back into the fold, I mean, are we done seeing these massive games from D.J. Shark? Nah, dude. I don't know. I mean. It, it, it all depends on his talent level and how much he gets shadowed, I think. Or, or right. who he gets shadowed by. Well, I mean, he's had pretty consistent. I mean, like, now, Grant, he's had some lower weeks in there, too. So, first week, 146 for one, 55 for one, 76 for one, 44 for zero, and then 164 for two. He's got New Orleans coming up, which, eh. Uh, Cincinnati, Jets, Houston's. I mean, I'd throw him in there for sure. Yeah, and the crazy part is his only bad week was against Denver, and Denver's not really that great of a defense yeah i'd love to have him i still think he's gonna be great i'm just wondering if we've if we have reached the peak uh and then we're not gonna see this performance again 
I don't know if I would say that 32 is his season peak, but I would say it's definitely somewhere around there. If if he if he manages like a, an, another repeat performance of this week five against the Jets in week eight, uh, I don't think it would be a shocker. But I don't think he gets much higher than where he's at right now. Yeah, like I said, we'll see with DD back on the field. But um, if you get nine points a week, boom, flex it, forget it. Yeah, he's he's fine. See, that's that's the problem though. If you look at Logan's lineup with him, you know, Shark as a whole, yes, I I, I think if you if you were able to if if you had the wide receivers to flex him out every week, that's that's great. But you know. Logan was really, really worried about T.Y. Hilton this week. And, you know, while he managed to salvage a, what would have been a rough game uh, because somehow they came out and they beat Kansas City, uh, he was really concerned that T.Y. Hilton was just not going to be worth the start at all this week. But he knew that he couldn't bench him for Sterling Shepard. Nah, that's hard. You know? That's hard. Right. Uh, we don't need to talk about Christian McCaffrey, 176 for three touchdowns. That's a lot of fantasy points. Uh, the Rams only throw to Cooper Cup and nobody else. That's a lot of fantasy points. Um, so uh, The Patriots defense with 15. That's, Jordan that's, is that's going to win this league on the back of the Patriots defense and Christian McCaffrey. It's... I mean, he needs, I've said it before, he needs a an okay game from those two guys in Cooper Cup and just just average it out across the board and you're, you're good to go. I mean, the, the ceiling for those guys are just, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So, congrats, I guess. He's got, he's got good stuff going. But anything else stand out here you guys want to talk about? Uh, nothing that I see. Nope. All right, moving on. Antoine versus Diggins. This one was really close. Uh, Great matchup. Great. Really matchup. good. Uh, you know, Antoine just had George Kittle and Robbie Gold coming into coming into Monday night, right? Yes. Yeah. And this was pretty much the only reason to watch this game is to see what was going to happen with those guys. Um, he almost pulled it out. Like it just kept. Like he said, uh, Robbie Gold missed four, three field goals. Um, yeah. I think that probably would have pushed him over and would have gotten him the win if he had made all of those. Yeah, so he was down 10, and a field goal, even if it's close, tip shot 30 <laughs> yards, three, you know, six, nine. Because I think every time you miss one, they take a point away. Am I right? Yeah, or yeah. more. Yeah, for, yeah, for so every – I think it's for every missed one within 40 – or I'm sorry, from – chip shot to like 40 yards or 45 yards is one point and mm-hmm. I don't know if they take away past 45 so I'm, uh, I'm thinking he could and I think some of those were like 40 yarders maybe at least mm-hmm. so I mean yeah that's that stings man stings because I mean Antoine's team was I mean it, it looks good man yep, you know he kind of had sure. like a stinker from Bobby Woods, but other than that, can't complain. Not much of one though. I mean, you get. I mean, that's a good, still good flex numbers. Yeah. If and if, he hasn't had a touchdown all season. If he would have actually played Juju this week, and Robbie Gould would have gotten at least one out of those missed three goal, missed three field goals. Wow, that was terrible. And a little bit more points. I mean, you, you can't ask for more than 17 points out of George Kittle. I mean, that's that's great for a tight end. Absolutely great. But if he had Juju and, let's say, Robbie Gould would have hit all of his field goals, Antoine would Antoine would be 4-2. and two. Yeah. But uh, on Austin's side, if he would have, like, plugged in Jacobs instead of McCoy, ooh, he could have hit the, he could have hit the season high this week easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like because of the 90. Philadelphia defense, man. Gary Harry said it himself. Points. Thirty-five points, dude. Yeah, that's just that's that's insanity. Not only do you hold a team to six points, but you six intercept points. them and score twice. I mean, just think how bad it is. Like, hey, we're gonna score for your team more than you're gonna score for yourself. <laughs> and be like, what? <laughs> but just watch this. 
<laughs> just watch this. You're welcome. Uh, yep. Uh, we talked about, you know, Montgomery and Jacobs and Dalvin Cook a little bit. So I think that's all there really is here to mention. Matt Ryan going off uh, versus Houston was a little surprising. Um, Matt Ryan's always questionable for me. Like, I... I've got like a bad taste in my mouth for Matt Ryan over like the past couple of years because he's been on my team a lot, but uh, he's getting it done there and probably I'll have a good game against uh, Arizona this week. But last matchup, me versus Luke. Uh, Luke ninety-seven and a half. Me one seventeen and a half. Carried on the back of Deshaun Watson, forty-one points, four hundred and twenty-six yards, and five touchdowns. You're welcome, Will Fuller. Thank you, Deshaun Watson. So uh, this game for me is rough because I have three guys on my team that have a combined of three points. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you had that, which yours resulted in a win still, but, you know, you, you, you had that J-Bell syndrome going on. Three guys that just did not do a freaking thing. It hurts, man. And especially if they're, like, top-tier guys. Like, OBJ, you're like, you know, you're thinking on a bad week, seven to eight, at least. Yeah. He was projected, I'm projected at 13.9, and he got two. Yeah. Uh, Baker sucks a lot. And I, I'm i not done with OBJ. I'd like to trade him, um, but I really am okay with having the stock in him that I have because – they're doing everything with him. Like Baker's not getting it done. OBJ is taking handoffs, throwing passes, going deep. Uh, he essentially is the Cleveland Browns. And him and Nick Chubb. And all it takes is just 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 make it happen once. And those are big points from any of those things that he's trying to do. So I you know, it's not it's not a safe play, but I am okay with continuing to have yeah. stock in OBJ, but if you want him, come get him. Because you you definitely don't bench him. Uh, oh, I don't no, I think there's no. any scenario where you put him on the bench. Um, because not with the amount of carries and and touches and all the targets that he yeah, gets. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a bad deal. That's. Like what we, what me and Logan mentioned the last time he was on the podcast, you have a good player on a bad team. Exactly. And it's unfortunate because the Browns have several good players that are on a bad team. And they're still bad. And they're so, still bad. I'm hoping like that – Not as bad uh, as they once were, but they're still bad. Yeah. Gallman with one point went out because his head hurts. Uh, <laughs> and then Watson also going out because his leg hurts. And um, Baker sucks. But Sony Michelle coming out and had his biggest game of the year. So I'm pumped about that. I'm hoping that I can get a little bit more of that tonight within this next like quarter and a half, which is probably not going to happen. But um, yeah, coming out getting almost 100 yards, dude. Almost there. Because before uh, that, he was looking pretty rough. Yeah. And touchdown. What's your so. what's your, what's your what's your opinion on uh on Matt Breida? I think in general. I mean, are they? Do you, th- uh, do you think that was a a a flyer because it was the Browns, or do you think that this is twenty eighteen Matt Breida making a resurface? I don't want to say it's 28, 2018 Matt Breida making a surface, but I think that the 49ers are really good at running the ball. And uh, I think that Burita is the safest play of the three running backs because yeah, you. I think that Tevin Coleman is on top with the amount of uh, has a higher ceiling. You know, I think that he could potentially have a huge game, but I think that Burita is the safest play, and I, he's going to be in my lineup for at least a couple weeks. Um, he's been on my bench every week and hasn't really performed, but 
I haven't really watched a 49ers game until this past week, and they're a good football team, and that's their, really surprising to me. Their defense, which you know, my my opinion is tempered because it, it was the Browns' offense, but their defense just looked absolutely ruthless. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely revived. Like, Nick, Nick Bosa was just pile-driving Baker Mayfield every chance he got. It, it, it didn't matter if they double-teamed him. It didn't matter if, if he was coming from the opposite side of the play. Didn't matter. That dude was in on almost every tackle that went on in the backfield or around the backfield. And that, that defense just looked insane. I mean, they, they even had their, their freaking nose tackle with a sack. He pushed yeah. through three people yeah. to get a sack. Big boy got it done. He sure did. Um, so, yeah, so I really like Burita going forward. Um, like I said, <coughs> he's the one I would rather have out of the three that are getting the touches. Um, so he's he's going in. He's coming in for, for the big time. One thing I worry uh, about with Brita though is just the health. It always comes back to him yeah. being on the field. I mean, I, for now I, it's good. I wouldn't worry about his health. He played with broken limbs last year. Yeah, he was rubber man last year. Yeah, I mean, it, he was questionable with like seven different injuries, and they put him in five minutes before the game starts. And it's he, like he yeah. ran for like 115 yards. I mean, yeah, it, I, I don't know if the dude doesn't feel pain or what his issue is. but like Shoot him up, get him out there. Yeah. Yeah. Head, shoulder, knees, Give and toes. Give this man a freaking cortisone shot and slap him on the field because yeah. he's ready to play. <laughs> uh, Luke's side of the ball, Michael Thomas coming out big, 35 points, 185 for two. Uh, not enough there to get the win, but um, – I mean, you just needed a little bit more, but that's let's get more of that from Michael Thomas uh, against Tampa Bay to Michael Thomas. That's a pretty good schedule coming up. They get to play Tampa Bay again, Atlanta twice, Arizona coming up. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be fine. If Luke would have started either Jordan Howard or Carlos Hyde, you know, we all we all know how he feels about Carlos Hyde. He is the man in Houston. And somehow he is the man that's consistently on Luke's on the bench. bench. <laughs> He's the man on the bench, man. If 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 Luke would have started either one of those guys over Melvin Gordon, which I I know he oh you got to start Melvin you got to start Melvin yeah. Gordon. I understand. He's been that. waiting on him for a long time. He's he's been waiting on it, but you kind of knew that he was going to be tempered expectations. But if it's me and I'm looking at my team that I had last year, I had MVS and Calvin Ridley on my team last year, I would have started Calvin Ridley this week against Houston. Yeah, because you're all about some Calvin Ridley. Hey, man. Yeah, not knocking it. All right, let's move on. Matchup of the week this week. Did this on purpose so we didn't have to talk about my team too much. Uh, Me versus Antoine. So coming in here, we've already got a, Hot start, uh, the current projection after a recent missed field goal. Thank you, random Patriots kicker I picked is, up is off of a, waivers. Is it a hot turd or is it just a hot start? Uh, he's currently a hot turd. Uh, he is as, as turd as any other kicker that's out there, but he just happens to be <laughs> he happens to be pretty hot right now um, in the not-so-good way. Is that Mike Nugget? Nugent. Nugent. Like Ted Nugent. Yeah, he's he's definitely Ted Nugent's brother. He's got me in a stranglehold. Uh, <laughs> Baby. But <laughs> uh, Oh man, I don't know. 104 119. Uh I I don't know. I still I still feel it, man. I've got this little spark, this little wild hair that's on me right now that just says you're beating Antoine this week. It's happening. And from this game, it's not really showing, but I, that, that hair is still there. It is yet to be plucked. And uh, I think it's coming this week. You know, I think for everyone, just the way Antoine is this year, everybody's like, God, just fucking lose, man. Fucking <laughs> lose. <laughs> but um, <laughs> looking at his team this week, I don't think it's going to happen, man. <laughs> I don't think so. 
I could be wrong. But uh He's just he's just got some good piece. I mean, Eckler, I mean I I don't know what's gonna happen. Chargers looked terrible last week. I was about to say, how do you go into into that conversation and then talk about Eckler? Because he is one of the biggest question marks on the team right now. And that's what I was kind of getting into. I mean, because he's got some other, like, you know, Matt Ryan, Arizona, that's a lock. Mari Cooper, the Jets, lock. Juju, you got to play him now. But Eckler, I yeah. I just don't know. But even, I mean, I just don't know. I, I, I think the Chargers will be better this week. I think they got embarrassed last week because even their coach came out and said, I'm sorry for watching that damn game. That was just embarrassing. I mean, he just said it. Yeah. But he's he's got some good pieces. I'm just kind of hoping that Robbie Gold comes out and misses like 10 and has like negative, you know, negative 20 points. That'd be great. Uh, playing Juju this week. Let's see if that stays. What do you guys think about Juju right now? I think it all really depends on uh... – what the he's all they have to do with their offense because they're they're gonna have Delvin whatever his last name is Hodge maybe Hodge Hobbs something like that something. I don't remember exactly what it is third string quarterback in the prime time yeah Sunday night game boy it's gonna be a good one and, you know, like last week they ran all those goofy plays, but they got it done, and I just don't think they're going to be able to do that again this week. See, and, and I, I'm, if, if there was ever I'm, – I'm on the opposite side of that. If there was ever a team that was going to shut down those little gadget plays that they were doing, I think it would have been the Ravens. I just don't know if the Chargers defense is going to be what it takes to shut down that. I'm hoping that it is because I have the Chargers defense on my team. But, you know, if if there's one question mark this week that I have for Antoine's team that I think could make or break him in y'all's matchup, it is Eckler. Because you you can't really look at last week's Melvin Gordon. Because they they may have just wanted to see literally what kind of shape he was in. Right. And if he has if, if he has a good practice week and they all of a sudden decide this week, hey, okay, you know, you're going to take over his primary. Eckler, you're going to go back to doing what you do. And he comes out and gets you, you know, six to ten points at most. You know, I, I, I feel like that could make or break him this week, depending upon how McKenzie's team does through the rest of these matchups. If Houston and Kansas City turns into one of these shootout games that it really has the potential to be, you could see another 40-point week from Deshaun Watson. Counting on it. I'm counting on Hopkins showing up this week, too. Hey, tell Hopkins to share. He, he, he has. It's okay. it's okay. Uh, I'm counting on Hopkins to show up. I'm counting I, I, on Freeman to get. I'm okay get... if Will Fuller just gets like one touchdown this week, but he just needs one touchdown. Yeah, I'm counting on Freeman to get some big points as Atlanta crushes Arizona. Uh, I'm counting on OBJ and Baker to not suck. That's the only <laughs> player that I'm worried about on my team this week is OBJ. Gerald Everett, I think this yeah, is the I, week for him. I, if, if there was one tight end that I was looking at this week to put on my team to complement having Mark Andrews, it was Gerald Everett. I and think that I think this is it. I think that I have a feeling that Gerald Everett might become my main tight end after this week. I mean, it's uh, it's Gerald Everett and Cooper Cup. You literally yeah. said it a while ago. If the Rams throw the ball, it tends to go to Cooper Cup. But whenever they he's not don't, open, it's Gerald Everett. And Jared Goff has to check down, and he's not checking down to Todd Gurley. He checks down to Jared Everett yeah. every time. Uh, Gerald Everett has way more receptions than Todd Gurley in, in that part of the field. And this is it, man. I feel it coming. Matt Breida, I'm confident in. I think that he'll have a consistent week. And then Adrian Peterson. Redskins, man. Case Keenum is starting. Uh, new new way of the offense. New new team basically coming in this week. I think AP's the guy. I've got uh, a back in my lineup this week. And you got Washington at Miami for a defense. Ooh. Yep. Picked that up two weeks ago. 
but you know, um, I thought Washington had like a fairly good defense. Yeah, they do. You know, um, but maybe this week, you know, they'll finally put to use. Because I was thinking, like, you know, they got still got Josh Norman. He used to be really good at cornerback. I don't know what's happened. Um, and they got some other pieces too. I think, um, God, what's his name? Anyway, so I mean, well, Josh Rosen started. That's points. You're going to get some sacks. You're going to get some takeaways. So. Yep. So that's where my confidence comes from. And looking at matchups on the other side, I think that there's potential for Antoine. I think there's potential to me for me to have a bigger game than I've had all season. And I think there's potential for Antoine to have a lower game than he's had all season. And so I just I, I think I'm you're feeling right. it. Um, Leonard Fournette against New Orleans, that could go either way. That defense has been kind of stalwart. Like, they they build a wall, and they might let you get through it a time or two. Uh, but whenever it comes down to it, New Orleans really bones up whenever they have to. They, they, they may let him get a lot of yardage, but I don't think he gets touchdowns right off the bat. And who, who knows with Amari Cooper this week, you know, with him kind of, I don't really think he's injured, but it's the Jets. Well, the they're going to blow up on the Jets, and they're not going to be throwing deep bombs to Amari Cooper is what's going to happen. Yeah. So he's and not going to get as many Michael fantasy Gallup points. steps in and gallops in on his steed for me. On the other side of that, Zeke will probably go off, but I don't think that Cooper has the game. That he's, I don't think he has a huge is, game. Uh, is is Tony Pollard still injured? I don't know. I know that he had a he had a designation the last time I looked at him. The last time the Cowboys ran all over a defense, they pulled Zeke and put Tony Pollard in. Yeah, and that I was like Miami. Zeke had like fourteen points, but Tony Pollard had like twenty six. Yep. So that could happen again. That could definitely happen again, and I, I I see exactly what you're saying. There's potential for Antoine to not meet expectations, and there's definitely potential for you to break expectations. He's going to get huge points from Matt Ryan, Zeke, and uh, I don't know, probably George Kittle uh, is where he's going to beat me. Um, but I think that everybody else has a very mediocre week. It's a possibility. So, there we go. I have uh, I was trying to get a slap bet going. I was trying to get him to take it. So, uh, uh, no takers there because I was going to ask who, who gets slapped after this matchup, but that's not happening. So, who no do you guys – who, who wins? I'm down for slap bets. I think that those need to be a thing. Um, what kind of slap but, bets are we talking? We, we, we like slapping across the table? We, we no, it's a – it's a – you – you know, we can pay them out at the next draft. And yeah, if if you're not drafting for Antoine's team. Well, that's true. That means I mean, that, that was that was honestly going to be a joke that I was going to make this week. So, was, are, are are you playing yourself this week? Or are you playing Antoine? Because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like creator team. destroyer. Like I can create your team, I can destroy yeah, I mean, your team. You're, yeah, you're. What do you think you are, God or something? It's time to meet your maker. Okay, all right. I like it. I, I like the, I like the uh, fire. No slap bets are you. Have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. It's the, you know, they, Barney makes a slap bet with Marshall and they uh, end up, it ends up being a surprise and you never know when it's going to happen. But this would be, you make a bet and then pay it out at the next draft and whoever wins gets a slap to the face. Man. I just, I just don't see Antoine as being a taker of a slap bet. I think he, no. I just don't would see have it. A, a very probably a very uh possible possibility that i would take a slap to the face but hey man yeah uh man i don't know if i happen to still be winning by the time next year's draft comes up you know i, I might you know wager like some some beer chugs or something but if i'm still living <laughs> this sober this sober lifestyle that i'm on and i don't lose this week you know it may just be like vanilla pepsi chugs Vanilla Pepsi chugs. Vanilla hey, Pepsi that's your win. That's what winners drink. <laughs> All right, who wins Tyson this? Victory. Who you guys got? 
as much as I hate to say it, I'm just, I'm I'm looking at uh, Juju on that bench, man. He's just he's got some good pieces. I'm 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 pulling for you, but I'm looking at it. If I had to call it right here, if I had some if I had a slap bet on me, I'd I'd, I'd have to go on Antoine, man. You hate to see it. If I, I had to if, see if, it. if if there was a slap bet that was wagered on me. Just because I've, I've, it, it, it seems like me and Antoine are like the sworn enemies this year, and 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 we're, we're really not. I, I like Antoine. I, I just I, I like it's good. It's good sport. Talking. It's good sport. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, his 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 shit talking brings a lot of a, a, a lot of uh, conversation starters in, and I just I, it's 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 a fun thing to to play with. But if I had a slap bet on it, I'm gonna risk it to get the biscuit. I'm going with the pillow fighters. All right. Pillow fighters. Pillow fighters. Pillow fighters are putting. Pillow fighters are putting some bricks in their pillows this week, boys. Yep. Yeah, they. they bars are soap. Yeah, you're you're gonna have a have a whole <laughs> offensive line full of Devonta Freeman swinging tube socks full of soap bars. It's gonna be like, uh, was that Full Metal Jacket where they take Gomer and they just beat the crap out of him on that cot? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's gonna. Happen. I'm gonna be looking for that GIF. Like if I look Sunday and your team is romping, I'd be like, oh, it's gonna be perfect. All right, final thoughts on week five. Sayonara. Sayonara. I finally won. Look, free Aaron Jones. <laughs> free Aaron. Hey, Aaron Jones got freed. He don't He's need free anymore. He, he has been freed. He needs that, to... that man broke out of a cell and ran like his life was alive. <laughs> he needs to chill out. Free Aaron uh, Jones, free Will Fuller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. All right, that's going to do it for us here tonight. For me, for Colton and Jay Bell, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.